Well, good morning, guys. My name is Alex, and like Nolan said, we are super excited that you're here this morning. You're going to hear a discussion panel about the importance of community and community groups, and I am so excited about that. And to kind of get us kicked off and thinking in that direction, I'm going to invite Steve Knapp up. If you guys could give him a round of applause, let him feel welcome. Oh, yeah. Steve's going to... Steve's going to share just something on his heart about community groups. Yes, that's one way of putting it. Um, so I'm, I'm Steve Knapp. I, uh, I was an elder here for, for several years, and so for those who don't know me. And so um, I shared this story with Todd and Cody about a month ago, and I said to Todd specifically, if you need to use this story, um, it's, it's a gift to public church. And I didn't realize he was going to uh, take me up on that so quickly, um, but it's the first time that I went to a community group. So uh, my wife Kelly and I, we started coming to public church. It was City Church at the time, shortly after it started, but we really didn't know anybody except one couple, uh, Tom and Cindy Bowler, um, and, and we were really looking for community. Um, and so we really liked what was happening in the church, and we decided that we were going to join a community group. And so we wanted to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and not go with uh, Tom and Cindy, but really try to get to know other people within the church, which is a big deal for us because um, we are both pretty big introverts. And so showing up, not knowing anybody, uh, was a, a little bit of a daunting thing for both of us. So, but we decided we're going to go, I think it was like, I think it was a Thursday night. We're going to go. This is the one we're going to go to. And at this point, my wife, Kelly, was a resident director at Lee University at Gonzales. Um, and so um, we lived in a girl's dorm. Uh, and so, um, which is relevant here in a moment because... The day comes, I'm in the apartment, which is in the middle of the dorm. There's halls on both sides in order to get out of the building and to the parking lot. So uh, I'm in the apartment. Kelly's not. She's grocery shopping. And time's getting closer to when we need to go. And so I just, she's not late, but I'm just, I'm starting to feel a little anxious. I don't want to be late. And so the anxiety is starting to rise a little bit. And I'm just wondering, like, I don't want to show up. I don't, uh, late and don't know anybody. So she finally uh, calls and says, hey, I'm here. I got groceries. Um, can you come give me a hand? I'm like, absolutely. Let's get going. And so I run out of the apartment, open the door to go down the hall, and I'm still a little anxious. I'm ready to go. And I start to run down the hall, and I get a couple steps, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I fall on the ground, and I look up. And I'd never saw it. You know, sometimes when uh, something hits you, you can kind of brace yourself even at the last moment. There was no bracing. So <laughs> I literally never saw it because there was a metal sign that was just like this, and it was really narrow. I never saw it, and it got me right there. Um, about 20 minutes before we're about to go to a community group um, for the first time with people that we've never met, and I'm an introvert. And so I go out, and I'm a little woozy, and Kelly's like, what happened? She's like laughing at me, because I, I got this purplish welt on my head, and there's, there's a little bit of a gash, and so um, she's just laughing at me the whole time. Um, and I'm just like, what are we going to do? Like, I can't, I can't show up like this. And I was like, well, we already decided we're going to do it. Let's do it anyways. So with a big quarter-size welt on my head, as an introvert, not knowing anybody... 
we showed up to a community group of about 20 to 25 people, none of which that we knew. So it was a lot of people and everybody was so kind. You know, like when you're talking to someone and they're not quite, <laughs> not quite making the eye contact. That didn't happen. They were, they were so kind, but I got nothing out of the whole night because I was so self-conscious the whole time. I don't think Kelly got anything out of the whole night because she, any time that she looked in my direction, she just started laughing, if nothing else, in her head. <laughs> We didn't go back. Um, and so, but we did go to a different community group the next week. Um, and that became a really important point of connection for us. And in fact, uh, we met some great friends, Michael and Jessica Page there, who are still, we're really close to almost a decade later. And so um, I say all this to say, I'm an introvert, didn't know anybody, with a quarter size welt on my forehead. <laughs> and I still went. To a community group. And so whatever excuse that you may have, whatever reason you may have, um, hopefully this uh, helps you know it's going to be okay. So Let's give it up for Steve. And give it up for the introverts too. Way to go, introverts. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. So we're going to get started. And before we get started, I think everyone needs to make sure we, they know who we are so if you could introduce yourself and just tell us what you do. Sure, I'm Greg Felty, and my wife Diane and I uh, began coming here in about 2016. We have two teenagers, and um, I work for Whirlpool Corporation, and uh, yeah, a few, few of us in here. Um, and uh, then at Public Church, I'm, uh, again, a community group leader, and I'm also part of the awesome prayer team. I'm Alexa. I started at Public Church in 2020, and uh, outside of this, I work in Chattanooga with kids with autism as an RBT, and I'm best known here as the girlfriend of Graham, who was (laughs) the cool punk rock guy on bass you saw today. (laughs) My name is Jade, and I've been the Connect and Serve Director here at Public Church for two years. Um, I also serve on the Info Hub team and help with Flourish. But before that, I have a lot of experience that I bring to the show. Um, I was a special ed teacher for 13 years, and I use that stuff every day. <laughs> My name is Corey Arp. Most importantly, I am, let me get this straight, the husband, I say it backwards all the time, of Kristen Arp. Uh, I work for the federal government. I'm a mail carrier for the Postal Service uh, here at Public Church. I am one of the non-staff elders and uh, serve and play drums and parking lot and kind of float kids wherever, float around to wherever uh, need to be. And I also want to say thank you to the front row who didn't know they were going to be on the front row when we stole the chairs <laughs> yeah. in front of you. Gotcha. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, awesome. So let's dive in. Can you guys share your community group story, even the messy parts? What, what, what is your community group story? We'll start with you, Corey. Before I do that, yes. Element of surprise is gone because I shared this the first time, so Jade already knows, but I have to tell this. This was so funny. Four or five weeks ago, I was out in the lobby and Jade asked me to be a part of this panel, which I was so thankful for. It was like, it meant so much to me. No. And when I agreed, she told me, Thank you. I've already asked four other people and they all turned me down. He was on the list originally. I just thought he would say no. I was way down the list, so. That means we were after you, you, though, because we all said yes. No, I think you all had already said yes. (laughs) Then she hit the next four, they turned her down, and then it was me. 
So we're going to have fun today. Um, my community group story started about 14 or 15 years ago. Um, we didn't join a community group. We were actually asked to start a community group. We had never been a part of one before. Um, I was terrified, uh, and I didn't share this earlier, but I, when, when people actually, the, the day that they were invited to ring our doorbell, I was hiding in the bathroom, like, praying, like, oh, Jesus, there are people coming, what am I going to say, what am I going to do, you know, so it was, a, it was a fun experience there, and uh, you guys were there, I believe, um, and so through that, I have experienced, me personally, leading those groups, I have experienced relationships, I've experienced friendships, I've experienced encouragement, I've been poured into, I've gotten to pour into, um, and there has been massive growth that has gotten to take place in my life and the life of my family. We've raised kids in community groups, um, and then coming to public church, uh, when we got here, that was one of the very first things we did, is found a, a community group to plug into. And it's like, it takes this, uh, this church and, and makes it, um, you, you walk back in the next Sunday and you know people's names and you know people's stories. So it makes a big church feel small again. Um, and it makes, uh, it's just, it's a life-changing experience. So that's ours. Um, for me, I started coming to public church in 2014, a couple of months after the church had started. And there was a ladies group beginning, but it had not yet met. Um, so I knew the two leaders. I'd heard their names, and I, I didn't know them super well, but I was like, okay, I'll try this. Well, I actually, um, I was carrying a lot of shame at the time, so I was much less introverted than I am now. Right now, I'd probably just open the door of someone's place without knocking, because I just, you know, hey. Um, but then I was super, like, shy and scared, and so I actually drove around the neighborhood, um, not once, not twice, three times before they called. One of the leaders called and was like, hey, are you okay? Are you coming? And I was like, uh, yeah. But I was so nervous, so I just kept going around. I was like, not yet. Okay, maybe this time. Nope. And then I did it. Um, but there were two women that led this group. It was just me and the two leaders there. And one was a little bit younger than me, and one was much older than me. And she was kind of the grandma of the church. Um, and I knew the lady that was younger um, because my first year of teaching at Walker Valley, she, it was her senior year of high school, actually. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, but when I went, they were, they were super kind, but I also thought, okay, she's fake. She asked too much. Oh, this is not for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Well, I kept going, totally the Lord. Um, and so now when I look back almost nine years, um, the younger lady, a little bit younger than me, is my best, best friend in the whole world. And the older lady is a huge mentor in my life that really has just been there through a lot of hard times, kind of like a spiritual mom to me and pushed me into ministry. And so, yeah, there was a lot that the Lord had for me that I wasn't ready for and I didn't really know I needed. I mentioned I started public church in 2020, a year that we all cherished deeply. Uh, and I had just left college, um, not because I graduated, but because they made us all leave due to COVID. And I went to Bryan College, which is way smaller than Lee University, and is, has a tiny, like, close-knit Christian community, which was like, amazing. I loved being a part of that. It was so hard to just rip, be ripped out of that and dropped back into my hometown where everyone I knew was gone and at school elsewhere. So plugging into church was something I knew I really needed. I missed that community and I needed 
people around me, and Jade was one of the first people that welcomed me and asked me my name and then remembered me the next Sunday, and I even saw her at my work once. She might have been following me. (laughs) It worked, though. Yeah, it worked. And then when I saw her at the community group expo, I thought, well, I'll join that community group. I already know someone, and it'll be easy. And I was so excited. And I got there, and they were reading a book called Respectable Sins. And I was like, oh, man, this is not what I was expecting. Um, And it was challenging. These women have grown me. They've... They've really just helped me through hard times and celebrated me through good times, and I've cherished the time with them. Well, prior to our public church experience, uh, we were um, part of a number of small groups, community groups, I would say, over the years, uh, my wife and I. So we had already um, experienced the blessing, the encouragement, and uh, everything um, that a, a good community group can provide. And so we knew when we came here that we wanted to be part of a community group, and we uh, rather quickly got involved in a group led by um, Todd and Michelle Humbert and uh, John and uh, Courtney Bros. And uh, we felt very much at home in that group. And I'll, I'll just let you know that my wife and I are both pretty pretty much uh, introverts as well. And so um, felt very comfortable in that group, really enjoyed um, getting to know people on a more intimate level. Uh, again, just like was brought up previously, you know, we can become part of, be part of a church family. Uh, but when you get to know people on a more individual level in a smaller group setting, it's a great, great thing. And uh, Todd and Michelle Humbert then transitioned to planting a church in Athens, Tennessee. And so the... Um, the invite was put out to the group to, um, you know, for a leader or additional leader, a co-leader. And uh, I hesitantly um, volunteered, agreed to uh, join and lead with uh, John and Courtney as co-leaders. Um, and so, you know, for an introvert, that's a challenge. I am not one that's seeking to be up here on stage and be in front of people and uh, lead discussion but um, at the same time, over the years, I've learned to put myself in uncomfortable positions, and uh, we've been blessed. Uh, we, we, our group did replicate, and we started two smaller groups meeting on different days of the week, and um, I'll, I'll stop rambling there. We have, I will say we have quite a broad variety of life stages in our group, which is a great thing I like. Sometimes it's great to have, you know, your life stage, your meeting with people that, you know, for for a couple with kids, you know, it's nice to meet with another um, several couples with kids, but we have um, the whole range, I would say, people without kids, college, young adult age, young marrieds, and empty nesters. So that's my brief summary. <laughs> that's awesome. So one of the things I think people are looking for in community groups is authenticity. But my question is, what is appropriate authenticity in community groups? Are there and should there be boundaries with that in community groups? And I'll just open this up for anyone to answer. Yeah, I can go. Um, I'm kind of a chronic overshare just in life. 
that's just me. Um, but I do have boundaries. I've learned a lot. God has sharpened me. Um, but with the ladies group we have, it's so fun. And there's always like, joking and different things going on. But um, several years ago, we did a study on just like some um, sexual purity and different things. And I didn't think about this before. But um, obviously, considering the audience with ladies, you can share a little more. Um, but one of the things was like, I think God kept bringing up was not to be so focused on the sin. Sometimes I think we get really focused on the sin and share and share and share, which that's not bad. You know, your story is valid, the things you've been through. Um, but we forget his power in that and how much his truth can really cover those things. Um, again, not to negate the sin, but a lot of times his power and his truth is what we should be talking about more. Um, but with this book we went through, it was so good. But a lot of the things I didn't consider maybe someone hasn't struggled with this and now I'm causing them, oh, wonder what that's like or um, opening up some things that they hadn't before. And so you don't want to ever cause someone to stumble. One of my best friends actually, one time I was like, can I just be really honest about some struggles? And she was like, uh, no, like I know what you're dealing with and I'll pray with you, but that may cause me to stumble. And it hurt my feelings, but also was a beautiful truth that I really needed someone to say that to me. Yeah, kind of bouncing off of that, um, community group has been a really great place for me to practice authenticity because authenticity includes speaking up about those boundaries and that's terrifying. It includes like saying, no, I can't talk about that or no, I really don't need to hear about that. I might need to step out. Um, that's a huge part of authenticity that you will use in all of your important relationships. And having a group of safe people who you can openly practice that with is amazing. Being able to like overstep sometimes, which you're going to do, and receive forgiveness for that. Or even having people overstep your boundaries or maybe say something that upsets you and you get to practice forgiveness with them. So having a comfortable place where you can open up and practice that authenticity and then bring it out into the world has been really incredible for me. It's really good. I was going to say, if, you're, if you've been walking through life with your eyes open, you probably recognize that life is messy. And um, just in this, this area of authenticity, um, certainly there's, there should be some boundaries. And again, that's going to depend on um, what type of group you're part of. Is it a men's group? Is it a women's group? Is it a mixed group? Um, and I think those are going to make some determination about what those boundaries would be. But I think... Um, Another thing is we can't have the same expectation of every individual. God has made everyone different, so uniquely different. And um, again, you have when um, our group was meeting, we did have a couple of extroverts in our group, but I would say the majority of our group were introverts. So that makes for, you know, an extra challenge for potential conversation, discussion, sharing, um, so it's important to, you know, develop a, an environment where people feel comfortable and recognize that they won't be judged for sharing and then allow enough time for people to be, become comfortable. Cause I think in our group, I mean, I've had people share that, uh, you know, it took a year at least for just a certain lever, level of comfort in, in being willing to, you know, ask for help and, and share those things. And so... Uh, those are things I, I would say. It's really good. Yeah, sometimes I think that's important. It takes time. 
you know, to build those relationships. It's really, really good. I would be one of the people that does not like to share, probably. Just that would be my nature is to kind of keep things surface level. So being in community groups has challenged me through the years to be open with people. Uh, and I will say, it's like if we did an experiment and I passed the mic down the front row here. Sorry, front row. You are getting this today. It's like nobody's going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll share my deepest, darkest secret. You know, it's, it's not something that we just really necessarily want to come out. Occasionally that does happen depending on people's personalities. But for me, I've learned to... Um, Sometimes I have to kind of start the expectation of and, and be vulnerable myself to invite people in. And it's like once that door kind of opens, people feel more comfortable to share some of the difficulties. And, and we have a tendency to think we're the only people going through something. We're the only people struggling with this. We're the only people that's experienced this. And as soon as we start those conversations, we realize quickly that we're all human. We've all, we've all got things that we walk through. And then Inside of the group, here's something else that I've, I've found that is interesting, is, is great, is you may identify people inside the group. Maybe you're not comfortable sharing whatever it might be with a group. Maybe it's not so small. Maybe it's a little more than you're comfortable with. Inside of that group, you can form some relationship there, and one-on-one -on -one, or maybe with a smaller a group of even a couple of people, you can really open up and find those people that you can invite in um, to, to what you're walking through. So it's a, great, it's a great place to even take a small community group and make it even smaller if that's what you need, if you're truly an introvert or whatever. That's really good. So switching gears a little bit, the gospel, and I'm going to define that for everybody just in case. The gospel means good news, and simply defined is we were in communion with God in the garden. We had community with him, and then sin entered the picture and because of that sin, we were separated from God. And so the good news is, is God came down to earth and, and fully man, fully God. He lived a sinless, perfect life as Jesus. And he died for my sins. He died for my sins. And then he rose again three days later, and he's made a way to have community with the Father again. We, we can commune with him and have a relationship with him. So with that in mind, with the gospel in mind, how are community groups and community and the gospel related? Where's the connection there? Like, why are we even talking about this, basically? I think that community groups are a picture of what the gospel lets us do. Because of the gospel, we can sit in a room of broken people and we can still have worth, we can still be helpful. If it wasn't for the gospel, we wouldn't be able to be sinners still helping other people in sin. And through community groups, we can have like these close, intimate relationships with other sinners like us, and we can display the love of Jesus and hope to them despite our sin. And even sometimes that's a part of it. Like you mentioned, sometimes you can see someone that has a, simple, a similar struggle to you, and then you can minister to them or be ministered to by them separately. Um, so it just paints a, a tangible picture of who we are and what can, we can do because of the gospel. One thing that comes to mind for me is this idea of interdependence. So when uh, we... Um, accept the, the truth of the gospel, the good news, we submit our lives to Jesus, we're adopted into the family of God, right? And so this, this idea of family, this uh, being part of a spiritual family, 
community group really is a great opportunity, a great way for us to exercise that interdependence. Um, we like to, you know, America especially, I mean, society, this idea of independence and, you know, doing our own thing and uh, not having other people tell us what we should do, that kind of stuff. That's not, that's not the Christian life. And so uh, the small group setting of community group, I think, is a great way for us to exercise that interdependence and, again, get to know one another on a more intimate level. Yeah, I think for me, the perfect picture, there's a lot of examples, of course, in Scripture, but I think of in Luke 5 when um, there's a paralyzed man trying to get to Jesus to get healing, um, and his friends are taking the man to Jesus, and the room they're in is so crowded, and he can't get, get to him, so they literally lower him through the roof to Jesus. And I'm like, oh, are there people that will do that for you? Will just do anything, like literally cut through a roof to get you to Jesus to receive the healing you need? Um, and are you that person for other people as well? That's something when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, I think I have those people, but am I that person to other people too, you know? Exactly what Jade's talking about. It's like we get the opportunity to be the hands and feet, um, that, that true image of, of helping each other, uh, encouraging each other. So inside of a community group, I know I said this earlier, but Pastor Todd and Whitney are not here this morning because they just had a baby. Woohoo! And um, their community group is hooking them up. I mean, they're taking care of them. They're practically meeting their needs with meals and things like that. Um, if they had needed child care uh, for their boys while they were at the hospital. I know family did that, but it's like those people would have been, boom, they'd have been there in an instant to, to help them, to encourage them, to, to whatever it is. So inside of a community group, it's like that's where we see uh, it's, it's different than what we can experience on a Sunday, even in a serving area. It's like there are different types of relationships formed there where you get to pour in, you get to be the body, you get to help someone, you get to be there in their time of need. I, I lost my father uh, 10, 12, uh, 12 years ago, I think it was now, I'm horrible with numbers. And it's like the community group were the people that, man, walked me through and were there for me during that time. It was like a, you know, it's a hard season of life. You lose a family member. And I can't imagine what that would look like without those people in my life, and they were living out the gospel in the plainest sense. It's very practical there. It's really good. So what would you guys tell someone who is not in a community group, and why should they get in a community group? Shall I go again? You shall. <laughs> why should you be in a community group? I, I, I kind of am like a broken record on this, I feel like. We need people in our lives, um, like college students. How many college students? We, we've got quite a few. Yeah, quite a few college students. It's like there's a, and I'm not going to pick on you guys, but there's a feeling that we are all connected these days by this thing that we have in our pocket. And the truth is we're more isolated and lonely than we've ever been, ever been. And everybody knows that. That's not news. You, you know that. And it's like, man, making a decision, a step towards being an intentional community with people is one of the biggest and best things you could ever do for your life, for your spiritual walk, for relationships. If 
if you're a young person, if you're a married couple, young married, older married couple, let me tell you something. Something's happened at public church. We have, we have older married couples that their kids are grown and out of the house that are coming to this church. And I've heard more than one couple say they're coming here. They feel like God has called them here so that they can be someone that the younger generations can look up to. And it's like, they actually want you to be in groups with them. They want to have conversations with you. They want to pour into you. So if I saw something about lacrosse team and maybe parents were in town, it's like young people, find a group with some people that are further along than you are because they have experience. They've walked through the same things. You know this, but it's like you got to take the step and do it. So community groups, life change can happen. Um, You don't go through this alone. I'll stop there. Um, so for me, I, when we were going through this and I answered this question, I was like, oh, I really did not like my answer. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago when we did a run through. But then I think God was waiting to give me the answer I needed to this question. Um, I love community. It's like my favorite thing. Um, as a single person, I feel like I want I want people around me all the time. Um, but last Monday we had community group and um, I had, my back had been bothering me all week. So I really didn't want to go even at my own house as the leader, I didn't want to go. That happens sometimes, you know? Like, sometimes you're just like, oh, I'd rather sit here and watch TV, you know? But I was like, okay. So we had asked um, another lady in our group to lead that week, um, Tess. And so I was like, okay, I want to honor her in that. And then another lady was making some white chicken chili for us. I was like, okay, I can't tell her no because I really want that free meal out of this. Um, So they came to my house and I had my back iced up. But um, it was a smaller group than normal for us, but it was exactly... Exactly what God wanted and how he wanted it. And um, we're going through Romans right now, which is also a Hurt Your Feelings book. We're, we're, <laughs> we're just starting chapter two, and I'm like, whew, I don't know if I can handle it. Um, but we were at the end of chapter one last week, and it was talking about where God had turned them over to their sin and how they had suppressed the truth. And so Tess leading us was like, you know, what what sin have you maybe been turned over to um, and what suppressed? truth did you suppress? And it was like real quiet. And I'm usually very quick to answer, but I think we needed that silence. We needed to sit in that for a minute. And then we came back to the question and nobody had said anything yet. And I was like, okay, like I got to be the one, like you were saying, lead by example. So was, my voice was shaking and I started crying, but I started sharing some things and slowly like everyone in the group started going around and just confessing sin and sharing struggles. And it was so powerful. And it was one of those, I'm an overthinker and an overshare. I'm an over, over everything. Um, But I didn't overthink after this. I didn't, I wasn't worried. Like, what are they going to think of me? I'm on staff. I shouldn't have sin. You know, are they judging me? Are they talking about me? I truly felt freedom in that moment. And it's one of those, I think I'll probably remember the rest of my life, you know, and um, I meant to say this earlier, but um, I wanted to put it in because someone messaged me after the first gathering, but I do think a question to ask yourself when you're sharing and when you're going is like, are you looking for people to heal you? Are you looking for God to heal you? Because I think for me, when I first started going to community group, I really wanted a mama. I wanted a spiritual figure. I wanted someone to heal me, and that was putting very unfair expectations on them, but then I realized like, no, this is about God. It can't be about that. Um, And then earlier when we were singing about breaking ground and he's moving the ground and everything, I was like, okay, he's taking the ground through community. Like I literally saw it on Monday night. 
So give it a try. Even if it's not the right place, we'll help you find that. Don't feel bad about that. Yeah, I think we've all touched on isolation and that you just can't do this life in isolation. I know I am one who tries to in every possible way, and it just does not work. Um, you need people who can pray with you. You need people who know your struggles and who can help you pray prayers. You're tired of praying. You need that kind of support. Um, but on a, another note, aside from that, I, it's also important to know that your, your community group can change. You don't have to commit to this like year-long one group. It can change as your needs change. I know I've been in Jade's community group with all women for a while, over a year. And as of recently, in the last couple weeks, I decided I wanted to be in a couples group with my boyfriend. And we've done that for a little bit now on Mondays. And it really suits the phase of life I'm in better right now. And if you need financial assistance, you can go to a group for that. And if you need to change out of that group and be in a couples group, you can. Or if you want to be surrounded by men or women, if you want something that's stricter or something that's more chill and just hanging out, there's something for each of those needs. And you can filter through those as you need to in different phases. And community group is here to support you through that change. Even if that means you have to go to a different group, they're here to support you through that. One of the, the truths I've been reminded of recently, uh, a number of times over the past months, in uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so... The devil would love to destroy you, uh, bottom line, uh, or at the very least, minimize your effectiveness in the kingdom of God. And uh, being the father of lies, one of the lies that I think he'd love to, 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 for you to believe is this idea that I can be a, a lone ranger Christian. You know, I'm okay. I can handle things on my own. I don't need anybody else. I don't need to fellowship with a small group of people that know my life. I just want to kind of fly under the radar. And that is so far from the truth. And I think you've already picked up already in everything that's been said up here. Uh, I don't think community group is the end-all answer. I think community group is just one of the very simple ways that we can, uh, again, walk together through this life um, of uh, following Jesus because we know it's hard, we know it's messy, and um, not only do we desperately need Jesus, we need one another. So that's what my summary. So good. Can I double down on something she said? Yes. When groups go bad. If you're in a group and it's like it's not a good fit, we, we tell everybody whenever we start groups, it's like, if hey, if you don't like this, if this is not your thing, see, let, you know, Take off. Find something else. And, and on that note, it's like if you've ever been to a group and it wasn't, a, it's like it was a bad experience. Has anybody ever had a bad haircut? It's like, did you, I mean, you got another haircut, you know, come on. It's like, try another group. It's, it's real simple. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. Not, not to over-exaggerate it. Um, but yeah, so it's like jump in there and then, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, this has been pretty kind of, it's like, I want to bare my soul to everybody, you know, if that's the way this conversation kind of sounds, here's the other side of community groups. They're a lot of fun. Yes. We do a lot of fun things as groups together. Uh, we, we've been on vacation with people in our community groups. We've gone to, uh, what are some of the things we've gone to? The, 
the pumpkin patch place. That's what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Taking the kids, it's like we incorporate the families, the children into it. Um, there, there have been so many things. Kristen got a birthday box last week from people that were in our community group like six, eight years back. They've now moved halfway across the country. And it's like they sent her a box. And when I say it was loaded with gifts, it was almost embarrassing. Like, holy cow, these people love her. And it's like, these are people we did life with. And it's like, those things are found in community group. We eat great food. We have a lot of fun. I'm going to say it again. It's so cool. They're taking a field trip. They're going to Bucky's. They're going to Bucky's. I mean, come on. Who doesn't like Bucky's? If you're not in a community group and you'd like to join one, this is the one right here. You're going to Bucky's. Uh, so, so good. Yeah, so good. And I think that's important is like community groups, there's moments where it's like, yeah, we need, I need, I need help. And then there's other moments where it's like, this is amazing. I, you know, it's just, it's just living life together, truly. We used to have, um, we called it community group after dark, and we would just watch <laughs> YouTube videos and laugh. It was so fun. Yeah. So there is fun. Or play Jackbox games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or play games. Oh, yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. Uh, so we hope that you guys enjoyed this discussion on community groups and uh, how important it is. Can we honor our panel for their time and just sharing with us? So what we're going to do right now is we're just going to move in a time of response uh, to maybe God's been speaking to us during this time. As we've been up here talking, maybe God has been speaking to you as we've been talking, and I, I hope that he has. Maybe, maybe you need to follow Jesus. Maybe today you realize, hey, for me to get community, first I need to be in communion with the Father. I need, I need to have a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you today, if that's you today, then I, I pray that you go back to the prayer corner today and you talk to somebody before you leave. You know, if you've got that feeling, you're like, ah, I need to talk to somebody. Don't leave this room until you've talked to someone. Maybe it's somebody you came with. Maybe it's somebody you know. If you don't have anybody you know, we're back there and we would love to talk to you this morning. We would love that. Or maybe, maybe you realize, hey, I wanna be in a community group, but there's all these things in my way. There's all these obstacles in my way. I can't do it. I can't get into a community group. Or maybe I've had a really bad experience with people and I've had a bad community group. I just can't do it again. Man, we would love to pray with you back there in the prayer corner. We're gonna be back there. You can come grab me, grab anybody. We would love to talk to you about that. Or maybe, maybe you're in a position right now, you're like, I'm ready to join a community group. I'm ready to go to Bucky's. Let's go. Maybe that's you. Man, we would love for you to join one this week and you can stop at the info hub before you leave and talk to Jade, and we'll get you connected with a community group. And the great thing is, if that's not the community group for you, you have a terrible Bucky's experience, you can go to another one, okay? And so uh, that's our prayer for you. So we'll pray right now, and then we're gonna just let the Holy Spirit lead us in what to do with that. So let's pray. Dearly Father God, thank you so much for community. First of all, thank you for sending your son to die for us so that we can have a relationship with you, God. So Lord, I pray right now, if there's somebody who knows that they need a relationship with you today, that they would make that 
change now, God, that they would, they would talk to somebody today. God, if there's any obstacles in our way keeping us from getting into a community group, keeping us from joining one, Lord, I pray that you would remove those obstacles right now in the name of Jesus. God, and if, if we're, we know right now we need to join a community group, we need to join one right now, Lord, I pray that you would help us take a step of faith and be brave and go join one. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In your name I pray, amen. Let's worship.